Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Adair, your host. And today I'm so excited to share a dear friend of mine with you, Steve Ulsher. Steve Ulsher is known as the world's foremost reinvention expert, famous for helping individuals and corporations become exceptionally clear on their what, that is the one thing they were created to do. His practical no-holds-barred approach to life and business propels his clients towards achieving massive profitability while also cultivating a life of purpose, conviction, and contribution. A 25-plus year entrepreneur, Steve is the chairman and founder of Liquor.com, online pioneer who launched a on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. He's a New York Times bestselling author of What Is Your What? Discover the one amazing thing you were born to do. Author of the business technology book of the year, Internet Profits, the world's leading experts reveal how to profit online. Creator of the New Media Summit, host of the number one rated radio show podcast, Reinvention Radio, and the podcast Beyond Eight Figures, international keynote speaker, and an in-demand media guest who has appeared on CNN, the Huffington Post, the cover of Founder Magazine, and countless other media outlets. He is an exceptional human, and I absolutely adore him, and I can't wait to share him with you on the show today. So welcome to the show, Steve. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about podcasting as a business instead of the business of podcasting. So Steve, why don't we start there? What do you mean when you say that and you have that differentiation? So I actually look at it from the standpoint of the business of podcasting being something that is sustainable, scalable, um, or enjoyable really, as opposed to looking at podcasting as a business, because most mere mortals are not going to be able to make any real money from from a podcast itself, right? So I think it's a little bit of a misnomer. That's kind of the, if you build it, they will come mm. type approach where if you just simply launch a, a podcast, you'll be able to make money from it. So I think a lot of people go into podcasting thinking about it from the standpoint of, I'm just going to have a podcast. And if I have a podcast, then I'll have a business as opposed to how we look at it where well, podcasting is just kind of a, a branch on a tree, so to speak, for us. And, and it's not the business, but it's part of the business, which, uh, again, is just a much different approach than I think a lot of podcasters take when they, when they look at getting started. That's a really good distinction. So would you then say that podcasting is better for helping to kind of support an existing business or launching as part of a brand then? Yeah, I think it can be both. I mean, I think it's if it's done well, I think a podcast can absolutely support an existing business. And if you look at it for what it is, which is just mm, a medium, right? I mean, it's just a, an opportunity for you to share your mission and message with people who consume content in in that specific way. Then, sure, you can you can absolutely look at it as a complement to uh, an existing business or. You know, if you're if you're launching a new business, what better way to get the word out about the new business than through a podcast? And and I can tell you from personal experience uh, that if you are clear on why you are starting a podcast and why you are starting a business, and if the two mesh, I mean that that can really be a magical formula. Yeah, I totally agree. So. How did you, why did you pick doing so? You started with Reinvention Radio, right? So, can you talk a little yeah. bit about why you chose to do a podcast and how that fit into your message, your mission that you wanted to share in your brand? 
So reinvention radio, we started doing that in 2009 uh, is when we did our first, our first episode of reinvention radio. Um, Originally I, well, I've always loved radio. So radio for me has always kind of been like a a Holy grail, so to speak. I just, I love the medium of uh, of radio. So um, when I started going down this, um, what I would call uh, the, the cash path, so to speak, which are the the coaches and authors and speakers and holistic practitioners, right? I mean, started going down that path as a as a writer and as a speaker and eventually as a podcaster. But at the time, I didn't know that. But really trying to create this individual brand uh, around reinvention, I had been familiar with podcasting way back when, uh, and and I just really thought it would be a, a good medium for me to to leverage and pursue even from the standpoint of I, I just I, I knew blogging wasn't something that I wanted to do on a consistent basis and you know video wasn't where it is today in terms of bandwidth and so on and just being able to you know do Facebook lives and whatnot. So really there there weren't that many choices in 2009 in terms of how to consistently create content. Uh, and so it just seemed like a natural fit with what I was trying to do insofar as branding myself as a, a reinvention expert. And so it was um, just a, really an offshoot of the development of, of that work. Gotcha. And it ties into like, I think for you, you've got that, the background of reinvention, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you... Yeah, poster, kind of poster, poster child. child. <laughs> if you yeah. want to just briefly share a little bit about that, maybe, and how that tied in, I, I think it'd be an interesting story. Yeah, I'm look, I've been wired as an entrepreneur since the time I was very very young. Um or I guess I could say if I'm wired as an entrepreneur, then I was probably that way since birth, since it's in the DNA, right? <laughs> um so yeah, literally from the time I was old enough to pick up a rake and, you know, try to make piles of leaves in people's yards and get paid for it and pick up a shovel and shovels sidewalks and driveways just uh, always been naturally wired to try to try to make a dollar here and there. And that led to, I mean, a lot of different endeavors over the years from DJing in, in nightclubs to opening up my own nightclub when I was 19. It was a non-alcoholic nightclub if you're keeping score there. <laughs> um, and then getting involved in catalogs and very early online with CompuServe and uh, boy, we launched a fully functional e-commerce site that we built from scratch and, 95 and doing other things in the dot-com space and then real estate development and coaching and authoring and speakering and podcasting and all that fun stuff. I mean, it just, it seems like at every, almost at every juncture of my adult life, I've been reinventing who I am and, and what I do. That's fantastic. And so you're, you're at the point where you're deciding to, to launch the show. What had you decide to do? You, know, you do radio, which is also, right, which is a little bit different than just the kind of tr- traditional podcast a lot of people start nowadays. Can you speak a little bit to that and how, you, how and why you chose yeah. that path? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not even fair to say that we do radio okay. <laughs> necessarily. Be, only from the standpoint of I've really just, I've become very clear. Yes, we do it as a live radio show. And the reason that we do it as a live radio show is number one, I'm a stickler for audio quality, right? Like I just really believe in in having great sounding audio. Um, I wish there was a correlation between the quality of our audio and the number of downloads. Like I haven't quite figured that one out yet. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm still just a stickler around around audio. 
Um, so we decided to do it uh, in an actual radio station. And part of why I decided to do it at a radio station is because I'm I'm kind of content creation challenged. Like if I don't have to create content on a consistent basis, I probably wouldn't. Mm. So um, by doing it as a live radio show, I mean, I have to show up at the studio every day at that time. Well, not every day, but every Thursday at that time. Uh, and I've been doing that now for, for years. But if I don't show up, then it's just dead air, right? So um, we do it as a, as a live radio show, albeit on the internet. It's a internet radio station. Uh, but we don't drive people to the live broadcast. Some people tune in. We don't really care. I mean, the way that I look at it is it's just we do it live, but I guess everything is done live if you're doing a podcast, right? I mean, we're not dead. We're actually doing a <laughs> podcast right now. We're live. I hope not. <laughs> right? I know. I don't think we are, although I did see a lot of orbs floating around you earlier when we were on the show there. Um, but reality is we, we take that recording then and, and repurpose that into a podcast. So again, I do it from the standpoint of audio quality, but more importantly, just really having to be at a particular place at a particular time to create that content. Gotcha. And you have, um, you've built a beautiful brand. Obviously you've got the new media summit, which I love, and, uh, you've created a, a whole different set of, um, I don't know what, how you want to label that, but a place where you're helping other people share their message and their mission and on, uh, through new media. Right. And I'm wondering how have you utilized your uh, existing uh, podcast to support that brand? You know, it's interesting. We, we definitely talk about the new media summit on the shows. And so we've got reinvention radio and then our, our newest show is called beyond eight figures where we exclusively sit down with people who've either exited for more than $10 million or currently run businesses that gross more than $10 million annually. Uh, and so we, we certainly talk about the power of podcasting. We talk about uh, the new media summit mm-hmm. on those shows, but reality is, and this is where podcasting as a business versus the business of podcasting really comes in. You know, the majority of people who buy tickets and and attend the New Media Summit don't find out about the summit through the podcast. And there are some people who do, but the majority of the people who come to the summit come there from one of the other activities uh, that that we pursue on a consistent basis. I mean, we've got uh, identified seven specific things that we do that really fuel our seven figure plus business. And so it it usually, interestingly enough, comes from one of the other five strategies that we leverage in terms of getting people to the event. Could you speak a little bit to what some of those strategies are, if you'd be willing to share? Uh, No, you got to pay for that. (laughs) Um, No, for sure. Right. So, uh, and, and we talk about this quite a bit at the, at the new media summit. Which is an amazing event. If you're considering going, you should absolutely go. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can obviously let people know exactly what that is at yes, some point here if you we want. Definitely Otherwise, will. Yeah, we definitely um, But it's, um, so it's interesting, right? And over the last year or so, I've really been clear, just become so much more clear on the fact that we're really only doing seven things that fuel our seven-figure business. So number one, and this is applicable, I think, for any business today in the, in the new media world. Um, number one, you need a core visibility strategy. So whether that's blogging or social media or podcasting uh, or video or whatever it might be, 
you need a core visibility strategy. So for, for us, it is podcasting. Mm. Number two, you need to have some sort of monetization funnel in place so that you can generate revenue from every visibility opportunity. So I am a uh, huge uh, proponent of what we call the $1,000 funnel, which is the three-step funnel that we use to generate roughly $1,000 in immediate income every time that I appear on a show or a blog or a social media channel or whatever it might be. And so you need a way to get people into your ecosystem, to bounce them into your world, and then be able to immediately monetize those prospects as they come into your world. Now, that's not long tail. That doesn't include the sale of additional products, programs, and services. That's in immediate income. So I think you, you absolutely need, I know you need to have what, what I call a $1,000 funnel. So that's two, right? So the, the, the core visibility strategy is number one. Number two is what I call the $1,000 funnel. Now, number three are, and these are in no particular order, but number three are, are webinars. So you, you need to have a webinar that you can deliver live. And I think you need to have a webinar uh, that can be delivered in evergreen fashion uh, as well. And of course, those webinars should lead to the sale of a, a product, a, a program, or a service. So um, number four, uh, and again, these are in no particular order, number four would be speaking. I do think you need to incorporate speaking into your marketing mix and and be ready with a, a speech that is either just pure content, like a keynote, like a paid keynote where you get paid for delivering it, a lead generation only type presentation where you can come and you can teach and you can collect leads, um, and a speak to sell, right? Where you have an opportunity to sell something from the stage. Number five, I do believe that you should have some sort of product launch on an annual basis, maybe one, maybe two, maybe more. So in order to do a product launch, which is, which is a typical Jeff Walker style product launch with partners who mail for you and you pay them a commission, of course, then you need a, a product, right? So whatever that product is that you offer through that product launch is going to be typically the same product that you would offer as a final step uh, along the path of what happens after the $1,000 funnel as something that you would offer when you have a speaking gig or something that you would offer uh, during a webinar, et cetera, right? So you need that product in order to execute a, a product launch. So that's number five. Number six, uh, I believe wholeheartedly that you need a live event, you know, whether it's a small retreat or a workshop or a larger event, you need to have FaceTime with your people. And then lastly, you need a high ticket offer, something that's $10,000 plus. And so that's what I would then refer to as the, the business of podcasting, which are the seven core initiatives that we leverage. And if you make money from your podcast, from your core visibility strategy, great. And it's possible that you could do that. And some people do. We, we just choose not to make money from our podcast directly, but we make money from our podcast uh, in, in a very indirect way, but it's very, it works very well for us. It's fantastic. So from having these seven, uh, seven pillars, we'll call, I don't know, what's the, what do you label them? The seven by seven The model. seven by seven model for uh, seven figures, which I love. Yeah. Uh, the seven initiatives. <laughs> initiatives. Okay. So having yes. these seven initiatives then um, is how you would 
around your podcast. These are the way that you're creating your income. And then the podcast drives into that. Yes. And it all works together, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can, so if you're on a webinar, you can talk about your podcast and drive people to the podcast. If you have a speaking gig, you can introduce your podcast on the speaking gig. If you've got a live event, you can introduce your pod, right? So it all, it all works, I believe, hand in hand. As long as you've got a podcast. <laughs> yeah, or whatever your core visibility strategy right, is. Right, right, right. Yeah. But for you who's listening and who's thinking about having a podcast, do it. Okay, so... <laughs> So um, one of the things that that you're also really great at too is talking about podcast for visibility and having at the New Media Summit. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you actually line up podcasters and people who want to be on podcasts as guests as well. Um, yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about that and how that can help to grow your brand as well. Yeah. So um, the New Media Summit is an event that we started in 2017. Uh, really out of uh, our own personal need uh, and then what I found to be the need of uh, the needs of, of many of my peers, which is reality. You know, you look at like a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tim Ferriss or whomever, those people who have a lot of visibility, it's not hard to, to reach out for their teams and, you know, maybe they say yes, maybe they say no, but you know who they are and it's, they, you know, maybe they'd be a good guest for your show. But what's super hard is, is finding people that the world hasn't heard from a million times. And so what, what we found at Reimagine Radio was that there was a, a bit of a challenge to find really good guests. And even though we get 20, 30 applications a week to be a guest on the show, it's kind of hard to tell just from paper, you know, if anybody's going to be any good, right? So... Finding really good guests has, has been a challenge. And when I spoke to some of my podcaster peers, I found that they were you know, really having a lot of the same challenges. And so knowing that we were getting 20, 30 inquiries a, a week for a show that we only record one episode a week of, I knew that the, the demand was there for people to be guests on shows. And I knew that, well, our team and then others that I spoke with on the podcasting side of the equation, I knew that they were struggling to find really good guests. And so I had been to uh, events in more of the traditional media space, like for radio and TV and that sort of thing, um, where you could pitch the traditional media to get onto their shows. And if you're lucky, maybe you got onto to one show out of an event like that. But I thought that there was really an opportunity here to do something for the podcasting landscape, where we would teach people how to really leverage and monetize the power of the medium. But then the main hook of the event is I would bring in a a bunch of my podcaster friends, and we would give uh, a fairly small group of attendees the opportunity to pitch the podcasters on who they are and what they do and kind of cut to the front of the line, so to speak, uh, and get booked on the spot. And the the first event that we did, it was, you know, it was it was interesting. It was a challenge. We did, it was just crazy because we had 150 attendees, which is where we capped it, and then 40 podcasters. And in a matter of just one day, we had all the attendees individually pitch all of the podcasters. And so there were 6,000 pitches basically that took place in one room on that day, and it was kind of nuts. Wow. <laughs> um, I missed that one. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, But you've been to the others ever since. So so we've kind of uh, evolved from there where now all of the 150 attendees actually take the stage at various times over the three days. So in between the learning and the connecting and networking and small groups and panels and so on, 
Uh, each attendee actually gets to take the stage and gets to pitch, of course, not only the podcasters in attendance, but of course, everyone in the room as well who have, you know, a lot of those people have their own blogs and social media followings and podcasts. And then we live stream the event as well. So, you know, there's thousands of people who sign up for the live stream. So the bottom line is you, the, when they come to the summit, they're not only pitching the podcasters, they're actually pitching uh, potentially thousands of people across the world about who they are and what they do. Uh, and it's just, it's super exciting. I'm really proud of the event because we've got a a 100% track record of people coming to the to the new media summit and leaving with bookings in hand. Yeah, it's it's really an exceptional event the way you've laid it out and and you also give them training and coaching too, right? You help them get a one yeah. sheet and um put a whole bunch of yeah. pieces together for them. You know, want to speak a little bit about that too? Yeah, so because there's there's so much riding on their pitch I want to make sure that they're ready to to really nail it. And so we we actually do four pre-event training sessions where we give people the opportunity to practice their pitch and get feedback and come up with a hook and you know this, that, and the other, so they can really maximize the the two minutes that they have with the microphone. So we do pre-event training. Our team actually creates a a media one sheet for them as well. And so we really try to give everyone, you know, really everything that they need to crush it, not only of course at the, at the summit, but moving forward as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Because reality is a lot of people struggle to articulate who they are and what they do in in a concise manner. And at least in a way that generates interest anyway. And so if you struggle to articulate who you are and what you do and the value that you bring to the table and you've, just can't really pitch us, the podcasters, on on why we should have you on the show. I guarantee you that those same struggles translate to the conversations that you are or you're not having with prospects because the odds are really good they don't understand what you do either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, with you, that's podcasting has been your main way of growing your business as well, right? So being a podcast guest can really have a big influence on, you know, your seven by seven. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say this, that outside of a a few Facebook ads, I really don't do any other marketing other than appearing on shows. I mean, I've appeared on over 500 shows in the last three years alone. Wow. Because I, I wholeheartedly believe that you, there's no better ROI than appearing as a guest on a show, a podcast specifically, because reality is, you know, there's there's no cost to appear on shows. And if somebody's charging you to be on that show, I think you need to just run quickly <laughs> in the, the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, at least in terms of the shows that I appear on, there's a really good message to market fit. So it's not only just being able to create and generate great relationships with folks and cultivate leads, but it's really highly qualified leads who end up saying yes to whatever it is that that I'm putting forth that then gets them into the ecosystem. That's beautiful. So will you distinguish new media at the New Media Summit? Can you talk a little bit about what what new media means to you versus, say, traditional older media? 
Yeah, I think it's just a matter of the difference between push media versus pull media. And push media is the kind of the old school media, if you will. Push media being like radio or television or newspapers. Basically, a a group of people in a small room decide the content that is going to be put forth, when it's going to air, who's going to be featured, etc. And put it out on that channel. And if you were flipping through the channels and you land on that or you've got a newspaper in your hand and you turn the page... I mean, that article is there. You didn't ask for that article to be there, but you can decide, of course, whether or not to read it or if you're watching TV, change channels, et cetera, versus pull media. And by the way, I would actually put email marketing into old media as well in terms of it being a push medium. Because when you come right down to it, yes, you signed up for that list, but after that, you really have no control in terms of what it is that hits your inbox. So... uh, I would say then that poll media, which I would classify as new media, would be things like podcasting and, and video and, and any basically any of the newer media platforms where the consumer gets to choose what they want to consume, when they want to consume it, and on their device of choice. Right? So a podcast is a perfect example of a poll medium because reality is they don't have to listen to that episode. No one is forcing it down their throat. They are raising their hand to say, this is something that I'm interested in hearing. And that choice, in in my way of thinking, reflects the difference between sending out an email blast where you get maybe 10 or 15% of the people to open it versus a 100% email open rate and even better, a 100% click-through rate. That's, I mean, that's the equivalent of what what happens when somebody downloads and listens to a podcast episode. It, it really is that powerful. I to completely agree. And I've heard you say too that you feel like we're on this hockey puck curve for podcasting. Can you talk a little bit about where you see the industry right now. Well, more of a hockey stick because a oh, puck sorry. might just kind of go round and round. Hockey and stick, Santa Cruz, yes. Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's one uh-huh. of those. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so here's yeah, right. So here's what I um here's what I believe, which is when you look at what's going on in terms of access to this medium and being able to download um episodes, right? And just even access podcasts. I and mean, when you look at the the history of podcasting and what you used to have to go through to download an episode, I mean, you used to have to jump through a series of hoops. You know, you'd have to get a pod. Well, first of all, you'd have to find the podcast somewhere. Then you'd have to have like a pod catcher to, to grab it. And then you'd have to actually create a, a file that you could then listen to. It was like, you know, you get a headache just thinking about all the steps you would have to go through. But, you know, interestingly enough, uh, a lot of people listen to podcasts even way back when, when it was really, really hard to do. But since the advent of, of course, the iPhone and Apple really embracing podcasts and putting it as a push of a button on your, on your device, you know, things really did begin to, to change. But the big change is coming now, which is Wi-Fi being a standard accessory in cars and Apple CarPlay and Google CarPlay on the dashboards and, of course, of course autonomous cars where you don't have to touch the wheel and you can go from point A to point B, right? And do whatever you want in that car, which of course is a scary thought on one <laughs> hand. Um, but reality is that a lot of those consumers who now have Wi-Fi in the car or Apple CarPlay, Google CarPlay, and just a push of a button on a dashboard to access shows, 
you're just going to see the numbers really, I believe, exponentially grow. And so there's no better time than the present to get started. I mean, I can't guarantee that if you get into this world and you launch a show or become a guest on on people's shows, that people will, will find you for sure. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that if you don't start embracing this medium, uh, you're not even giving yourself uh, giving yourself a chance to be found, right? So yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a, a chance at being found than not. Mm-hmm. And I love podcasting because it's it's a place where you can kind of safely set yourself out there. And when you're sharing a message for the first time, I think it can be intimidating when you're really invested in something to put yeah. it out there. And it's nice because unless you're doing live radio like you... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can pre-record mm-hmm. it and then put it out too. So it's it's a way I think to kind of I don't know safely get into a new industry where you have a lot of visibility. Yeah, and and reality is, at least I'll put it to you this way. My my take is there at this juncture you can really focus on it and speak about what truly puts fire in your soul mm-hmm. and really really what you you love talking about and there'll be an audience for it right because if you try to go too general today you just you won't pick up any traction at all you just won't and the let's be honest if we look at some of the more popular shows that are out there now if those shows started today they wouldn't have nearly the traction that they do right it just it just wouldn't happen and so you actually, if you're going to, to get into this arena, you actually do need to think about it from the standpoint of how can I target as few people as possible with my show as opposed to trying to do something for the masses. And if you focus in that way, you're going to inevitably pick up a lot of traction, a very loyal, albeit it might be smaller, but a very loyal borderline fanatic following. Can you speak a little bit to why that is with the market today? Well, twofold. Number one, you just have more choice, right? So before, let's just say a few years ago when some of those more popular shows that are general in nature started, there just weren't as many shows. And so if you were looking for a business show, you know, it's only a few dozen shows that would pop up. You know, if you were looking for a spirituality show, there was you know, maybe a few dozen. Right? It's like there's the numbers mm-hmm. weren't there. And as more and more people started to realize the power that is is present with this medium here, more shows started to launch. And as more shows started to launch, it became higher, more and more difficult to break into the charts, right? And so the charts is like top 10, top 100, et cetera. That, that's where most discovery happens as people start looking for, for new shows, and so it's kind of this ascending spiral that works to your benefit if you're in the rankings where somebody's looking for a new show, you're in the rankings, so they see your show. And because they see your show, it then increases the number of subscribers and downloads, which increases their ranking. So they stay in the charts and it just, again, becomes like this ascending spiral. So breaking into that sort of good old boys club, if you will, unless you've got a a really strong platform already in existence is is really, really hard to do. And uh, there's about 2,000 shows that are being launched every single week. So um, the, the competition, and some of those shows are being launched by a lot of the bigger players now too. So a lot of that competition uh, is making it super, super hard 
to, to make a dent in terms of being found once you launch. And the way that you would go around that it would be to pick a specific niche. Is that what your is that your solution for that? Or I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Because you want to think about it from the standpoint of what is your 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 topic of influence in terms of the one or two or three or four word description of who you are and what you really focus on. So like for me, my topic of influence is reinvention, right? So creating a show around reinvention made sense. And so you really do want to think about the search terms that people would use, let's just call them what they are, the ideal prospects would use if they're looking for a show on a particular subject. So at the end of the day, the the best way to look at this is you have to focus on, on what the last step is on the path that you want someone to take with you and your company when you launch your show, in other when when you so when you launch your show, you you need to just keep that in mind and work backwards from that. And I think a lot of people just start their shows without really giving significant consideration to what it is that they actually want people to do once they find you. Hmm. And speaking of niches, you've got that uh, Beyond Eight Figure show now, right? Can speak a yep. little bit about why you started that or how that came in because that's definitely a niche, right? Yeah, I mean it's it is a general business show, so to speak, but it's niche from the standpoint of we only f- on on beyond eight figures we only feature entrepreneurs who have either exited for more than ten million dollars or currently run businesses that generate more than ten million dollars annually. And so for me, I started the show because I've always had a curiosity around why, and as an entrepreneur, right, being in business and started you know having started for multi million dollar businesses over the course of my career, I I just, I I can't help but, but question why do some businesses really thrive and others just absolutely struggle? And so is it a particular hire? Is it a particular initiative? Like what, what propels a company from zero to eight figures and really just being able to dissect why that is and what happens and so that was the the impetus really for starting the show. But then as I started moving a little bit further down the path here, what I realized um, is that as an entrepreneur, I'm always going to have ideas and there's always going to be a certain amount of deal flow that uh, I'm involved with. And so having access to people who have been successful and are entrepreneurs and might want to support other entrepreneurs just gives me a, an expanded network where I can raise capital, where I can seek out advice and you know, just really develop relationships with people who are at a level that, that I very much admire. Hmm. It's so great. It's like creating a mastermind through your podcast in some ways. It is. What, what would you, can you speak a little bit to that impact and effect of podcasting too? Um, I know you've got some exceptional people in your life. How has podcasting uh, impacted your circle for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, certainly through the New Media Summit and being able to bring in 40 top podcasters to each event. And then we actually do uh, what we call our podcasters icons of influence. And so to be able to then have an icon only mastermind the day after the summit where we get together and share best practices and hold each other accountable and, and it's really try to help one another move forward has been, has been really, really powerful. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reality is I, I bring a very specific perspective to the table 
And when you're in the middle of things, it's just so hard to see what, what, what is potentially right there in front of you. Right. So um, that's the beauty of having uh, a network of, of people and a, and a group of people who are brilliant in their own right and can help you see what you can't see and can help you really grow as a, as an individual. And of course, you know, from a business perspective as well. So, I mean, it's really, really powerful to, to have the podcasters that we have uh, in our very tight knit community of icons of influence mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from the new summit. And, you know, of course, as I said, then also through the, uh, the show uh, and being able to have really just pointed conversations with billionaires and people running nine figure plus businesses and so on. Uh, it's just a combination of all of that awareness and knowledge uh, that I think has really helped to, uh, to exponentially uh, grow. It's helped me to exponentially grow on, a, on both a personal and professional level. Yeah, I know podcasting for me has been life-changing that way, just having those conversations every week. And I think for you, you've got some extraordinary topics to speak about, right? Beyond eight figures, what a great topic to be talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then reinvention, we've got this obviously podcasters on purpose, which I love talking about podcasting. What would you say with some of the people that you've attracted in terms of the icon community and other things, uh, would you say are some of your top kind of maybe secret tips that you've learned about podcasting that can support you and maybe growing your show uh, to have a bigger impact, maybe like one or two of those. Yeah. I mean, look, I I wish that there were just simply a a magic formula here just to say, Hey, go out and do this and you'll, you'll have massive success. But I will say this, which is, you know, just really understand why you're doing the show. I I think that's the biggest tip that I can that I can offer because it, in, in the same way that most of the entrepreneurs that we interview have a very clear understanding of, <clears throat> of why they have built their business and why they created their business. It's, it's super important for you to think about that from the standpoint of why are you doing the show, right? And what is it that you want? What's that journey that you want the listener to go on with you? And, and I think if you've got clarity around here's what I want to happen when someone first hears of me, someone first listens to the show, here's what I want to happen for them as they then move forward in, in my world and having that clearly laid out and, and having that in place so that once someone comes into your world in automated fashion, you can develop that requisite no like and trust factor and move them into relevant and appropriate products, programs, and services that, you know, we all need to, to sell and enroll people in, in order for our businesses to thrive and in order for us to continue to share our mission and our message with the masses. I think that's so important. I mean, you can't be a lighthouse if you can't keep the lights on, right? So, <laughs> yeah, right? so yeah. having that, that taken care of. And so for you, when you go on shows, like for example, you're on the show today, um, how do you, how do you take advantage of other podcast platforms? Like what would you share on the show that would help you to bring someone through the journey that you're wanting to take them on? Well, so for instance, we, so I don't want to turn this into just a, a, 
I appreciate the opportunity, but I don't want this to seem, seem completely self-serving oh. here. But if, you're, but if you're giving me the opportunity it's for it to be right completely there. self-serving, yeah. then I would take advantage of it. So for instance, like if I'm on a show and we're talking about podcasting and the power of being a guest on, on a podcast and then how to monetize your visibility and these sort of things, and we're just talking about the power of the medium, then a natural transition would be for me to invite people to grab what we call the ultimate directory of podcasters. So we put together this directory, which features 670, so yes, 670, 670 top podcasters with their photos and show descriptions and categories and everything, including their email address. So if you wanted to reach out and try to get booked on their shows, you could simply go to this directory, find them and, and pitch them and hopefully you get booked, right? So what I would what I would do in that case is I would direct people to... Uh, for instance, uh, we've got a few different sites for it, but one of the, the sites in, in this case that I would send people to would be myultimatedirectory.com. So people can go to myultimatedirectory.com. I would invite them to grab a free copy of that directory. And of course, hopefully they, they use it and they get booked on shows. But then the follow-up to that would be an automated email sequence that really helps people understand how to best leverage the directory, how to develop real relationships with influencers, um, and really how to look at this opportunity from a sustainable and and scalable uh, perspective, right? And so that would be one of the ways then where I could begin that dialogue and, and bounce people into the ecosystem that eventually at some point leads to the offer of a product or a program or a service that is relevant to, to where they are on their, on their particular path. That's perfect. And if they wanted to do, go to the new media summit to get more media, where would they go? I'm totally making this self-serving for you, Ghosty. <laughs> right. I know. Um, well, uh, yeah. So uh, before we even do that and, you know, I'll be happy to give out that, that URL there for a second, but what I thought maybe then if we're going to talk about that, why don't you just talk about for a second, your experience of being, a featured icon? Like why should somebody go to the summit and what's been your experience as a featured icon at the summit? Yeah. So I have to just say this event is like nothing I've ever been to before. It's completely different. Um, Steve attracts really extraordinary people. So I've met some incredible attendees that have just uh, huge hearts and have built beautiful platforms themselves, as well as some exceptional lifelong friends that I've made out of having the time with some of the other icons. And um, it's just an incredible platform for connecting people that are exceptional, I believe. But um, Mm -hmm. what he has it set up, it's kind of fun. It's like a defining what do you call that the voice the show the voice <laughs> the voice yeah exactly people, in terms of the the pitch yeah. yeah they pitch and you spin around in the chair and stuff it's a lot of fun it's it's it, they makes it a lot of fun but i found that everyone that comes gets booked on media like quite a bit of media and i've had some extraordinary guests on my show that i wouldn't have found if it wasn't for the um the actual event itself and i love too also participating not only in the meeting of the guests and getting to watch them share their message obviously i'm real passionate about people you know sharing their purpose uh podcasters on purpose people sharing their message on purpose matters a lot to me so watching people actually get up and do their pitch and get matched up either on my show or other people's shows has been a, a great experience for me 
Um, and then I love learning from Steve. Steve's got a ton of wisdom to share and he shares a lot over the days that we're, that we're together. And then an added bonus as an icon, if you're considering something like that, the mastermind is exceptional. Having that time with other icons, I've learned more things during that day um, just from other people that are podcasting because it's a unique journey. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to set up this show as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, so was this show, um, uh, was this show inspired by the new media summit experience for you? Well, adding another show definitely was inspired by that. And I, I've obviously mm-hmm. I've been teaching about podcasting. So it's something that is in my heart already, but adding another show was definitely inspired by hanging around with you and the other podcasters. Otherwise, I yeah. don't know that I would have created a, another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would say, yes, it's definitely influenced me. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so it's been awesome having you there and look forward to having you at the next one and hopefully the next Me one. Me too. We do in the next one and the next. Right. Yeah. And it's been, it's, it's really cool too, because I know you've developed some amazing friendships with other podcasters and then even with some of the, the guests as well. So it's just, Absolutely. I, yeah. I love hearing about that. And, um, and more importantly, I love the fact that, you know, the, the event itself opens the eyes for, for the podcasters and for the attendees in terms of just really how they can grow their, their influence and grow their revenue and just really grow their, you know, their impact. It's a huge and up so, level on all levels. It's yeah. a huge up level for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we'll happily share just newmediasummit.net is the, uh, is the site there. So yeah, newmediasummit.net and I'm pretty sure we're fairly close to selling out this next one. Um, but uh, if that one sells out, we've got one after that. So we'll just keep going. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that I'll see uh, you, you there as well, who's listening in today. Uh, we'll hope you see, we'll see you there too. So Steve, if you could leave, uh, let's say both the new podcaster as well as the more experienced podcaster, let's look at both of those tracks with um, just one piece of advice from your heart to theirs. Yeah. What, what would it be? You know, it would just simply be that there are people who are literally praying for you to show up in their lives and you just, you never know how your message can impact someone who needs to hear the words that you're saying. Right. And, and I will tell you, and even to this day and, and just being in full transparency here, I mean, our, our show reinvention radio, we've been doing it since 2009 I mean, we don't have the world's most popular show in terms of downloads. I mean, if we get to 10,000 downloads a month, then that's a, that's a pretty good month ever since iTunes changed their, their algorithm or whatever it is. I mean, you know, that's, that's about where we've been. And so you can get hung up on those numbers and just be like, ugh, 10,000, you know, ugh. right? Like, you know, <laughs> you want so much more. Look at this show with 10 million downloads, right? It's like, you can get caught up in all yeah. that. And, and you can, and you can get caught up in all that. But I will say you know, from, from my perspective, that if you, if you had an opportunity to speak in front of 10,000 people in a stadium every single month, you know, would you take that gig? Yeah. And the answer is, of course, if you had a chance to speak on stage in front of a hundred people mm-hmm. who were very interested in what it is that you had to say, and were literally sitting on the edge of their chairs, waiting for you to share your brilliance, would you do that on a consistent basis? And the answer, of course, is yeah, right? So just know that there are people who are literally praying for you to show up in their lives and the odds uh, of you reaching them if you don't stay consistent in terms of the creation and distribution of your content 
you know, I mean, it starts to work against you. It won't work into your favor if you if you're not consistent with the creation of your content. So just stay the course, and and the numbers may not be where you want them to be today, and they may not be where you want them to to be tomorrow, and they may never get to where you ideally want them to be. But again, if you just keep perspective on this from the standpoint of you know, even if you just get a hundred downloads in episode, which you know is in the is in the the mode of average there. There are shows, of course, that get a lot more, and there are shows that get a lot less. But you know, even if you just got to a hundred downloads an episode, and that's where you peaked out, that means you're still impacting a hundred people who need to hear from you every single time you release a show. So just stay the course. That's great advice. And if you think about it, it takes a lot to get ten thousand people into a stadium, and on the podcast, it's really you just push a button that says publish. So yeah, it's yeah. an unbelievable effort to try and get <laughs> 10,000 people. In a state. That's the truth. It's the yeah. truth, right? So if, yeah. if the, um, the listener today wants to listen to your shows, where would they go? So reinvention radio, uh, is always a fun show to listen to. If you're looking for more of a, uh, just, mm, different. We cover so much ground. So more entertainment, more education, more information, more business, more self-help, spirituality. We cover a lot of ground there. Um, so reinventionradio.com is the best place to find all of those episodes. And then if you're looking for something that's more business specific, uh, then beyond eight figures is certainly the best place uh, to get that info. And so beyond eight figures, so it's just the number eight. So beyond eight figures. Beautiful. Steve, I always love any time we get together. It's been delightful to have this time with you today. So thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. If you're new or returning to the show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and setup for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use <laughs> to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com. <laughs>